afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Black Suits Fanners for me, Robert. With me, Pete. And no Moses today. Actually, I was going to speak to you about that. Okay. So you know when, when Moses is here? Yeah. And, and like you come after me. Yeah. You can't say it as if someone's coming after you if you know well, someone's someone not coming. coming after me. No, because you, you know you're the last furnace member. So, uh, so you, need to, you need uh, to. And me, Pete. Yes. Uh, um, no Moses today. Is, is Was he preaching at church today? I think he said, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think it was preaching. Yeah, so yeah. Moses can't be here. Yeah, he was leading himself today. Yeah. Yeah. So Moses can't be here today, but we have a very special guest. We have my pastor, Captain Ashish Pawar, with us today. Yeah. Hello, hello. You've heard from him once before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, I wanted to get Ashish down again because he's leaving soon. Yeah. Um, Sad. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's your last, you're preaching your last sermon in three weeks. Yeah. And then um, you'll be leaving the week after that, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's again good to be with you guys. Uh, you, you, both of you inspire me of what you're doing, and you know, it was pleasure being with you last time. I can't even remember when was that, but <laughs> it was a while back. Well, yeah, it was, it was a good conversation. So I we went had one microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was really good. You know, I went home really encouraged to see what you guys are doing and the questions and just the conversation that was happening. Not just with me, but what you guys do as a group, and I think you know more conversation needs to happen around the gospel and 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 how God is leading us and all of that. So thank you for again having me. Yeah, no this problem. is thank you for coming. Um, Jan- June tenth is my last Sunday. Sad, yeah. Bobby. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. So because you were leaving, I, I just wanted to get you on again, just so we could like talk about your journey. Yeah, mm. and like yeah. how it is you got to this place. So you so you'll be going to Sydney, Australia, isn't it? I am going to suffer. It's not down the road. Wow. Yeah. yeah which means you would have been a Christian on four continents now. Uh, oh goodness! How <laughs> crazy is that? You know, like when I th- think about that, man, um, my mind just like is blown by like how good God is and like how little I am and how big God is that he can take you to places you can't even imagine you know and so to think about Sydney Australia I'm just like I've never been um, but I'm really excited to see what God is going to do Um, I don't know if you want me to talk a little about what we'll be doing in Sydney yes yes yeah so we um, my wife is Australian originally but she's never she's lived in sydney when she was like teenager mm. but f- even for her it's like going back for the first time you know because oh, right, the yeah. culture has changed and mm. i mean things have changed so we're excited i'm taking our two little girls with us so wow. <laughs> seven and four they are excited to be near beach <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's such a struggling life right now. <laughs> one thing i'm excited to be out of this uk weather man <laughs> mm, mm, mm. but but i'm gonna miss uk be. but what we're going to do it's going to be a church plant the mm-hmm. salvation army has come up with a new project in sydney australia where they really want to do incarnational ministry to be in the neighborhoods to connect with people on a deeper level mm. um nothing against church but it's like more of like a connection on a street level on a face-to-face level sitting down eating together you know sharing stories and spreading the gospel that way Mm. so we're starting a church plan there um we have a little house there and we're just excited honestly i do not know how we are all going to do all of that but one thing i know man um that God is with us, you know, that he has already gone before us to prepare the way, mm. which I am confident of, you know, mm. so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Can I can I ask, yeah, yeah. Um, was your wife being originally Australian any part of the reason why Australia is where you're going? Yes, well, right? that's a good question, and a lot of people ask that too, mm. but the simple answer is no, right. and I'll tell you why. Um, in in America, we did this incarnational ministry um, in in Atlanta, in Nashville, and in Charlotte. Uh, part of that was living in the community, you know, just like spreading the word of God. You know, lots of you know things happening in the home. Um, especially in Charlotte, we ran this place called Six One Four. It was based on Isaiah chapter sixty one verse four, where he talks about building the ancient ruin ruins and you know rebuilding and restoring the cities. And that neighborhood was very, um, there was lots of crime there, you know. uh, I mean, the houses were not good, families were broken, kids were out of school, and you saw that. And the army allowed us to get a house in that, you know, place. uh, And and we were able to minister into the neighborhood. There was house church happening, and we had, like, church in our house. (laughs) So um, 
so we we did this and one of the officers in australia knew what we have done and mm-hmm. and so even with their vision what they have in australia kind of match with what we did That's in right. in these places so they said hey would you be interested and we said mm. i mean we love this place here we s- love sadak we love bobby you know hard to leave you know so we <laughs> really had to pray man and really yeah. trust god that okay lord you brought us so far here from america to this place and we just trust you and we just you know so both sandra and i we prayed uh, and we said god what is that you want? and so we took a long time to answer that person back uh, and we said yes you know and the great thing is like i mean sandra's family lives there okay. and we haven't been close to our family for years now mm. near mine i mean my family when i came in my dad was at the Salvation Army headquarters, mm. uh, international headquarters for a few months mm. when we got here, but then they moved again. <laughs> um, so and for those who don't know, the uh, international headquarters is in London. It's about a uh, 30 minute walk from here? 30 minutes yes. walk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so man. it's, it's yeah. quite close, just by St. Paul's Cathedral? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. So the way that you were speaking about the High Council sounded so close, I thought they came here. Oh no, so it's, uh, um, the High Council was, was it in Westminster, Westminster Central Hall? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah, oh, so. Cool. So we're excited, you know, like it's a, it's sad to leave this place, but also um, kind of like, you know, we'll be, Sandra will be close to her family as well, and I'll be close to her family. Mm. Um, and just to see how God is, man, yeah. like I am, I am thrilled to <laughs> see what God is going to do. Mm. And yeah. with this thing of like incarnational living, that's what you originally came to London to do. Right. But then, but then the, so, so something <laughs> happened, which meant that that didn't happen and then you became the pastors of our church yeah so, yeah. so, so do you want to tell that story because originally you weren't actually going to become and, and like be the pastors of our church mm. right so right so can you tell that story of how yeah we went from so bobby and i we had peter we have we had, had this conversation before <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's interesting and i love to share this because um so we came in um we came to london we so every time you have to s- serve overseas uh, I know it's all Salvation Army terms, but uh, you know yeah. I'll try to explain <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> no, <that's fine. laughs> uh, so when you when you go, you kind of like fill up a form where you say these are my interests, these are things that I would l- love to do, and this mm. this is something that I would love to Almost do. Almost like a profile. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So we filled out our profile, and I'm just going to roughly tell you about ten years ago, we came. I came here to London to a conference called uh, Incarnational Living. Um, mm. It was held at the Salvation Army, and I met these amazing couple called Nick and Carrie Coke, who were at that time at Whitechapel, who were living amongst the people, you know, uh, w- working with non-Christians and just mm. creating that beautiful community. And we were, like, amazed by how, you know, it was not a traditional church, but mm-hmm. it was the gospel was living out, I mean, in an amazing way. So mm. I was really moved by that. And and then long story short, we, we we were thinking of like doing something like that and coming to a place, um, you know, place like London or even like where's this? It's a mixture of cultures coming mm. together. Mm. And man, London is such a, an amazing <laughs> place. So we offered to say, hey, we would love to be in a neighborhood like Whitechapel, where you know, uh, even South Hall. To mm. I don't know if you've heard about South Hall, lots of Asian yeah. community. Yeah. And was like, we would love to do house church or just something like that. Uh, that didn't really work out when we first came in. So um, we were at divisional headquarters, which is like this, you know, they run, they look after all the Salvation Army churches in s- South London. Right. So that was our headquarters. So we were there for six months. And then finally, Southwark Core, which is our church, opened up and they said that the divisional headquarters leader said, would you like to go there? And we mm. were just... Honestly, I mean, it was a position, but we were not doing much at that time. And Sandra and we were like, yes, please. <laughs> you know, we, we, that's what we came, you know, we would love to. Mm. And you've heard great things about this place and what multicultural community this is. And, and, and we loved it, you know. And so, yeah, it's been a great, great experience, man. Wow. Yeah. So if you if you don't mind me, and I want you to guide the conversation because you probably know better. Oh, but then, yeah. yeah um, coming here, so... It sounds as though incarnational living is what you did in America, came here to do that, and obviously that's taken you away to Sydney. When you, come, when you came here and you started, did you have an idea of, okay, you are going to probably going to move on after the plant and after you build that community? 
did you know that you were going to leave like this won't be a permanent place did you have that in mind and if you did did that affect like knowing that i'm not going to be here forever maybe i don't want to plant my roots so deep mm -hmm. kind of thing uh, and have to go through the emotional uh, my kids and everything of having to take them out and then mm. take them somewhere else did that was that yeah. a factor at all yeah just so you're talking about south korea isn't yes, it? Yes, yes yeah, so yeah. that's a really good question um so with the Salvation Army, as you are training into the Salvation Army, which is a two years seminary, one of the things that we know in training college that not one place is always going to be your place. Right. And in the training as well, it's it's mainly like um, you're going in with all your heart, mind, and soul. Mm. You know, you will never think of the date that you will move out. Right even till the last day you will move out, you are part of that church and you will be invested into the lives of the people. Mm. And because of that, and it's the worldwide training in, in terms of like preparing the officers, which mm. are the pastors to be like that, because we know mm. that either it's going to be three years, five years, 10 years, 15 right. years, whatever that is, you are supposed to be invested into it. Kind of like, you know, <laughs> well, you know, great example of Jesus, you know, like he mm. came in mm. and he was not like, all right, all right I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going in, in three. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going in three, three yeah. so whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, uh, and yeah. so it's like, all right, God, you know, you sent me to the people that I don't know, mm. to the place that I don't know. And it just doesn't happen in in UK, you know, like throughout, like, for example, in the UK, there's a move happens. So every year there's a move happen. So people mm. who've been there for four or five Tend move to another mm -hmm. place to right. a whole other community, you mm. know, uh, and I, I love that man. Like you know, it's kind of like you taking you investing yourself, and like even with their kids. I mean, I know even though they haven't signed up to be, <laughs> you know, I, I feel bad, you know, for them. <laughs> but like you as a pastor and as an officer, I even talk to my kids like, listen, you know, mm. I know you're going to miss, especially Bobby, like mm. you know, because mm. Jermaine and 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 Benjamin. When they come to church, that's their first question, is Bobby going to be there, mm. you know? And to explain to them, like even when Jermaine left to, to Ghana, like my little girl, Alina, she's like, why doesn't Jermaine come to church oh anymore? Gosh. Is he mad at us? <laughs> 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 you know, oh and so to explain to them, like, listen, you know, if we're going to move on, but we never forget the people that mm. we, mm. you know, we're connected to. That mm. becomes our family that's even sometimes I feel like it's even more than a blood family mm -hmm. because you're connected with the through the Holy Spirit and through yeah. what yeah. God is bringing together mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah I mean I knew that I was going to move not the timing of it absolutely mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. but I knew that one day I will be moving mm -hmm. um, but I also knew that I cannot think about the moving date yeah I can think of the present date mm -hmm. and to make myself to be clear that I need to be present you mm -hmm. know and so that, yeah, I hope that answers. That does, that does, yeah. yeah. Just because um, I think I was thinking, I mean, since we spoke to you last time, there's something about just that conversation. Every time the opportunity comes to uh, come to Bobby's church, it's like it's, it's nice uh, to do so. But when um, Bobby mentioned that you'd be leaving, I was just thinking about that aspect of uh, having to remove yourself from a family that you've kind of helped yeah. build and, and that you can yeah. help shepherd. Um, and, and what the effects of that might be or, or how you how that tempers your day to day. But as you said, I think that more betrays my selfish attitude <laughs> to things than anything else because as you said, it's a full investment in the people. Yeah. Um and then when the time comes you're you're kinda of prepared for it. Yeah. And you've been um yeah. you you've been taught to uh, to think yeah. along those lines. I, I would have to say also to add to that, it's not easy at all. Mm. Um mm. you know, I'm like just even now that I'm like, you know, even closing the books, for mm. example, like, you know, like simple things like that. I'm just like, all right, I have to prepare myself. It, mm. it is a very emotional mm. uh, thing at, towards the end. In, uh, and one of my mentors always says this to me because, you know, these things are not easy and I need to like have people who are, who are accountable to and I, I speak that, yeah. you know, to them and so that they can speak life into me. Mm. And, uh, you know, like, so the previous appointment that we left, you know, it was like, because that was my first kind of like the Salvation Army, right. you know, with the p being a pastor, I left. Mm. Uh, and so I said to them, like, you know, how do you 
manage this i said you know it's it is kind of like an emotional thing that you go through and you yeah. have to like give yourself time mm. you know give yourself space mm. get, go somewhere meditate mm. you know mm. be in his presence be quiet be be you know just asking God to fill you mm. i think that will help you to move on yeah uh, because when you connect with people yeah yeah it's like man you know you go to another place like what's bobby doing mm. what's you know what's you know some of the other core members yeah. are doing you know it's mm. kind of like because that becomes your family <laughs> indeed yeah. wow so you've been at Suffolk for about four or five years now is it three or four four five three and a half years three and a half years yeah so um being a pastor what have been what, what would you say have been like some of your biggest struggles in pastoring the church hmm Bobby <laughs> uh, yeah Bobby's been like crazy I, I was like, I've been the greatest joy <laughs> just so you know um yeah because uh, I know for you guys it wasn't easy at the beginning <laughs> yeah 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 so no I'll be honest with you like I, I'm just trying to think like how can I put put it in a way that it it, it doesn't sound like always negative <laughs> yeah. you know, because we we tend to focus on the negative a yeah, lot yeah. and and mm-hmm. we go through things in life to to learn something out of it you know and so yeah it's it's been a difficult journey in a way um you know, just like coming into a new place, you know, a new place has its own uh, things to uh, w- the direction that they're going in and what they want to do uh, as a church. But when we came in, um, there was, uh, I think there was not a proper direction where we wanted to go uh, and how we wanted to do things. So Sandra and I, being back from Atlanta, we were going like 100 miles an hour doing things, making things happen. I kind of felt here, we kind of like, had a stop <laughs> you know i guess we were not able people were not able to understand our ideas and how we wanted to do mission so there was a, you know it was and i don't think people are bad at all it's just like people didn't understand the way we wanted to go or the way uh, we wanted to uh, do things and that was a little bit of discouraging because we were like you know all right let's do this let's do that you know uh, I've learned a lesson from that as well. Uh, thank God for that and how to communicate and all of those good things. But I think that has been a challenge too because also talking about the timing, right? Yeah. I knew even in the international moves that happen, they usually give you three years. Right. All right. So I had that three years. I, you know, I need to be accountable to the time that God has given me. Mm. I need to be a good steward of the time that mm. God has given me. So I'm like, all right, what, what can we do? But I think there was a stop. And then there was, um, again, I, I say this quite often. People are not bad, but it's just like, you know, kind of like it was, we were not able to do what we wanted to do. Um, I think that would be like hard for me. Um, and I think we came into a place um you know there was there was some tension going on at that time, uh, and we didn't have idea of all of that. You know, sometimes you walk in, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? You know, but I feel like looking back now, like I, I feel good leaving because, you know, it's at a good place. I don't I don't know how you would oh say yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like. Um, I'm really excited for the new pastors that are coming in. I am hopeful for them. I am really thrilled about who they are and what this church will, how they will support them. And mm. so, yeah, I think challenge, but also I see the fruit of it now. Mm. Uh, it has it has taken us to a whole nother level through our challenges, learning about each other, learning how to communicate, learning how to do mission and all of that. Mm. Yeah, I, I have to say this. I mean, you know, we as a church came up with a mission and a vision statement and the values that the core as a whole represents. And we actually do go through a sermon series of speaking about that, bringing church together, saying, this is who we are. Mm. This is what God wants us to do in this community. So yeah, mm. I mean, good things. <laughs> yeah. um, before we get on to the, the, the good things, just one, one thing I wanted to talk about. So I know you've talked to me about maybe becoming a pastor in the future. <laughs> 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 And one of the reasons let's lay hands on him <laughs> right now. And like one of the reasons I said that I couldn't is because um, I don't have the patience for people. And <laughs> without naming any names, there, there have been some characters who have cropped up during the years. Mm. And like, how have you gone about? Uh, like, how has it been having to deal with difficult people in the church? Yeah, as a pastor, because because like I, I know it's different when you're just like 
a member of like the congregation mm. as a, as um, opposed to the shepherd of the, of the entire church. Yeah. So like, how do you go about not it's just like exploding at people? Mm. <laughs> I'll start. You know, like again, I want to be honest with you. I've had my moments, man. Like you know, I'm like. I just want to tell you how it is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, and I'm just like, oh, come on. You know, like, I just want to tell people, like, don't you get it? Don't you, you know? Mm, mm. But like, I'm not, yeah, it's hard, man, Bobby. Like, it's so hard to, you know, like, when people are difficult or when they say things that you you know it's not right, when people talk behind your back or when there's you, you see that clearly, which is not godly and you want to correct that and people become so difficult. Uh, patient comes in so important. It's such an important thing in you as a pastor. Even, uh, forget about even being a pastor, us as being disciple of Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, how do we deal with people who are difficult? So again, I have mentors that I talk to, keep my mind sane. Mm. <laughs> you mm. and th- I would encourage man, like you need to have people around you that can speak truth and life into you. If you can't share what's on your closest heart to the people, you will bottle that up and you will explode. Mm. You know, one of the biggest thing that as a, as a pastor I know that I need to do is like have a good counsel around me. Mm. Um, I have three mentors who are like my brothers, you know, uh, but I am open and honest with every issue. At Southwark, in my personal life, you know, being as a father, I'm like, and they speak life into it. But I think that is such an important key. Mm. I would say that's like number one at top of it. If you're not talking about issues to other people who can speak life into you, you I really believe that you cannot deal with these things on your own. Mm. First of all, God is, you know, you need to be in the presence of the Lord <laughs> asking, God, how do I deal with this? Second, you need to talk to your brothers and sisters saying, how you speak to me? Because I believe, you know, like God can speak through you, like to me in, mm. in a powerful way. And I need to be aware of like, all right, I need to do this, you mm. know, the proper counseling. Uh, but, and, you know, like, I love this um, scripture. I, I always, you know, and you might have all heard about this, like Psalms 1, 2, 1. You know, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come mm-hmm. from? Mm. My help comes from, from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Mm. So, <laughs> if my helper is the maker of heaven and earth, there is no reason for me to explode and to react to things in a way that is not good. Mm. I just need to rely on him saying, God, this is a difficult situation. This is a difficult person, <laughs> but you are my help, mm. you know, and I need to rely on you for, t- to, to give me strength, to give me the word, to fill me with your patience, O oh Lord. Mm. And I kind of long answer, almost a sermon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Is that help or? Oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's dig, really good. Yeah, if you need to, like, even you yeah. know, ask me dig deeper. So, what, 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 what have been some of your your like joys or highlights of being a pastor here at Southwark over the years? Uh, to see the multicultural community here uh, at Southwark, I you know, I've been to you know in, in America too. We have few cultures coming together, you know, but here, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Is that 18 national? Yeah, about 17, 18. 17 nationalities in the congregation. I mean, that's nice. crazy to very me. Nice, like, very nice, you know, nice. like how amazing is that? When I think about that, you know, like I think like, you know, heaven, like, mm, you know, mm. all these people from all over the country, mm. all different backgrounds, you know, rejoicing together. Mm. Uh, that's been the biggest highlight to see such a uh, diverse, you know, uh, congregation. Mm. And I think... The other thing is to see how the church serves the people who are in need the most. Mm. Um, we do a drop in here on a Wednesday. We do advice sessions, giving out food vouchers and clothing. Um, but these are like physical needs. But but what I love is like the deeper connections that you have with people. Mm. When I first came here, you know, people were not sure who this Indian man is, you know, like what he's doing. I had less beard than this. So they were like, who's this kid is in this building? Uh, you talk about you being in charge and pastor, you know, like, uh, and then 
to connect with people. Now people know me, my my name, and mm. I know their name. I know their stories. Some of them wanted to come on June 10th to say bye to us. That's huge for me. Mm. You know, uh, there was this guy I remember in the second week that I was here wanted to stab me, <laughs> and you know, just and I was just like. Again, talking about patience, Bobby. He's in my face, and I was like, "Man, listen. You know, I care about you. Mm. All I could say is like, I care about you. You know, I, mm. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to argue with you. When you calm down, when you take it easy, we'll have a chat. Mm. But all I need to tell you is like, I care about you." Mm. He walked off, and he was outside, sitting, waiting for me to close the building. And then, you know, wow. it was it was a crazy situation. Mm. I can't tell you. It's it's Charlie, Charlie. right? <laughs> Bobby knows Charlie. I know Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> he no, came. He's cool now. Charlie. Charlie's so cool, man. I, you know, he, we Charlie and I are good buddies now. Mm. You know, he gave me a big hug, and he's like, "Man, I can't believe you're leaving." Mm. From stabbing to I can't believe yeah, you're, you're leaving. leaving. It's yeah. only because of Jesus. Yeah. Mm. I'm not mm. kidding you. Like I, where does my help come from? Mm. You know, he's the maker of heaven and earth. Yeah. He he is in the midst of all of those things. You know, yeah. like so. That's that's my joy, Bobby. Oh, to mm. see life transform like that, you know, mm. is is Charlie in the same situation he is? I think so. <laughs> but what I feel like there's a heart change that has happened in him, and that excites me, you know. Mm. Um, and to see, and there's so many stories. I mean, mm. I could, you know, we can be here all day today, <laughs> and I know you don't want to, but <laughs> there's stories like that. Yeah, I mean, mm. you know, I'm just like God, you know, what a privilege it is to be part of people's stories, mm. you know. Mm. You know? that yeah god I'm, I'm nothing you know i'm only a sinner saved by your grace and then yeah. you want to use me mm. in such a way so mm. humble man mm. that's my joys yeah can i can i ask um because you mentioned one of the joys being having a multicultural um congregation yeah um how much of that was not to say happy chance but how intentional were you guys towards building a multicultural congregation what kind of things did you guys do to um to to attain that yeah so i would say i was blessed to have that e even coming in right. so it's nothing mm. that sandra and i have built on yeah, or it's, it's been like that since since, since like day even mm. i was here so like um if you go to most salvation armies white is the is the um predominant predominant mm. here is the <laughs> is the minority yeah <laughs> so mm. yeah yeah, so I, I I have to say we were blessed to come into to in Southwark and to see that mm. you know uh, it was already built like that. People are already engaged. They know their roles. They know their places. So mm. we didn't have to be like, oh, to include you, we got to do this. You mm. know, I mean, it was just a normal church that people came Can't come together mm. and they just worship. Mm. Um, you know, um, and people feel part of it. You mm. know, I mean, just. Today, there's two new families came in with kids, mm. you know, uh, actually from Ghana. Okay. So, and I was like, so excited to see that, you mm. know, and to see other people welcoming. I think what happens in a multicultural community is the people, mm. you know, it's, I never see it as a, as a pastor. I mean, it's, it's his role to you. But when people are welcoming, people will feel welcomed. Yeah. Mm. That's Does true. that make sense? Yeah. You know, yeah. it, no matter Definitely. how much welcoming team you put out there mm. you know but they're going to sit next so to somebody yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if that person is not welcoming guess mm. what they're not coming back mm. but mm. if I'm sitting next to you know a, a person from Sierra Leone and I'm from Ghana and I'm like hey you know I'm like yeah come on sister come on brother you you know and have a tea have a coffee you know mm. what's your name what's your story and those conversations are so important guess what they're coming back mm. because they just felt welcome you know mm. and that's why the teaching of we did this whole sermon series on hospitality. Like, what does that mean? Like, a biblical hospitality. Like, how do we love on people with true hearts, like the way Jesus did? Mm. Then you don't have to do anything. No. But to be genuine, loving, and kind to people. Mm. And they will feel, you know, Jesus in them. Mm. Yeah. One final question before we round up this segment. Mm. Um, a personal question. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't, again, I don't want to name any names. But there was, there was a girl. <laughs> um she came she was she was like visiting um i don't know if you know who it is you, you, you'll know by the end <laughs> so she came and she was like part of the worship team for a couple of weeks yeah and um as a thank you i was going to take her out and then so we we're going to go to pancake house yeah so then um i'm there 
and then she comes, and then she, she came with you and your family. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she, she, she Got it. Right and, um, which I thought was a bit weird. <laughs> and <laughs> you guys said that you were there because you were, you, you were concerned for me. <laughs> and like I've never asked you, but <laughs> I wanted to know why you guys were concerned about, about <laughs> for me, for me in that situation. Oh man, this is really personal for <laughs> me. Wow, way to put me up. On that. Wow. Um, I can I think my wife would be a best person to answer this because she said. And again, yeah, I felt bad, Bobby. This is not a good. <laughs> anyway. We kind of knew the person, all right, and we knew you. Um, Sometimes, you know, like when you know, not yours, but the other person's <laughs> intentions, we, we were like, we need to protect both of you. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know where this is going, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just needed to be in the conversation, see how you are, like mm. nosy parents. <laughs> you know, um, I really feel like Bobby is my family member. I, mm. I, I genuinely feel like that. It, there's a special connection. And I've told him like quite a few times, he might be bored me saying that <laughs> uh, and i want to take him to sydney with us but he won't come anyway <laughs> so we were like as a family member like you know nosy parents like hmm so why are you meeting up mm. <laughs> you don't know each other you know <laughs> and pancake was good there man Pancakes were good. <laughs> they were really good there i don't know if you've been to dutch pancake house, pancake house. have you been before free you ad for dutch pancake no but i think yeah it was just kind of like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was going on. No, I it, was just, it was just so funny to see because I, I, I was just expecting her to, I was just expecting to see her there. Yeah. And I just, I just see everyone yeah. coming yeah. up. And we were protecting <laughs> you, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Okay, yeah. should we have hookups? Yes, just before, can I ask, what's the, um, the ranks? All what, right. what do they mean? Okay, um, so... If you see, there's two S's on my shoulder. The mm. Salvation Army has a uniform. And I, th- I know sometimes it looks weird and like all that. But Salvation Army, when it started in 1865, you know, like there was this whole movement of like, we are an army that we want to fight against injustice. There's a spiritual warfare mm. that we want to go for it with all we have. Again, we don't have weapons, but our biggest weapon is the word of God that we have. Uh, that's our weapon and we are an army against the spiritual warfare mm. and and you know when the army started we said you know let's s- tell people that we've been saved this the first s means that we've been saved by his grace right. that we were absolute sinners mm. you know made good in jesus christ mm. and because we have saved in him the second s means that we want to serve people okay. so when you when you ask a salvationist he'll say i'm saved to serve Mm. You know, and this is a uniform of humility. Actually, um, it it tells you like, man, you're 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 nothing without Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only mm. saved because of His grace, and because you know how great His grace is, mm. you're willing to lay your life to serve others. Mm. You know, mm. and that comes in so many different shapes and sizes and ways you can do that. Mm. Yeah. Do they change the S then to whatever the word is in a different <coughs> language? Yeah. So. Right. Uh, that's the funny thing like so yes the high council thing that i was talking to you about previously show like there was about you know uh, leaders from 129 countries you know different languages and all Mm. that so they had like different you know wordings on there which was pretty cool to see man you know like we we belong i was saying to the salvationist friend like we belong to a global army the salvation army but even like even putting even in a bigger way we belong to a global church Mm. that Mm. no church is by itself that yeah. we connected in in ways that is so amazing yeah. and it's jesus that connects us wow wow all right hookups so hookups is a section where yeah. we just like what do we do we give we um, suggest things to the listeners that we're enjoying or that we found beneficial yeah uh, in, in some way we so i'll go first cool so my one is a movie oh my days oh, no this is a movie from 1987, I think it was. <laughs> okay. It's old school. But uh, I, I remember growing up, we had um, the like um, the cassette of it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's old school. <laughs> old school. I <laughs> you know back then you, you didn't have like the the like all the movies. So like whatever you had in your house, <laughs> that, that's what you watched. <laughs> was it a VHS tape? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Amazing. So um, my one is a movie called The Mannequin. 
Okay. It's a very old school music. It's it's, it's so silly, but um, I was thinking about the, thinking about it the other day. So I, so I was, I was like YouTube in it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so like the basic the, the basic premise is there's this guy, and he falls in love with this mannequin that's in this like shop window. Oh gosh. And then he <laughs> and so he goes and gets like a part time job working and like doing like the displays, mm. and then the mannequin comes to life, but then only he can see see it alive. So like so, so it's like whenever um someone comes it'll go back to being being a mannequin mm. and then it's just like the story about them and their love story it's so weird but it's so funny <laughs> they should make a, re- a remake of that they, they, they did probably will. They, okay, um, they did and it wasn't very good oh mm-hmm. i think like so um i look I, I googled it and like that movie's like a cult classic mm. so storyline wise it wasn't amazing mm. but it was just like a, it, was, it was just like a good comedy film mm. so um, I think you can find the whole thing on YouTube, so I'll, I'll find a link for that and I'll give it to Peter because it's actually a good movie. Wow. All right. Um, my hookup is, um, so I think, I can't remember how many episodes ago, I did a hookup about the Daily Audio Bible, which is a podcast that I listen to, and it's, um, it's passed around in America, and every day he reads a bit so that in the year you get through the whole Bible. Mm. Um, and I've been following it, and it's incredible. But I think last month or so he mentioned in passing that is actually daily audio chronological which is the bible again but read chronologically um and over the course of the year every day you go through a little bit um and over the course of the year you go through the bible chronologically so that's my hookup for um today is the daily audio bible chronological i will link it it's a podcast um and after this year next year that's what i'm doing i'm gonna do that (laughs) one as well because it's just so dope it's just so dope it's like if you just listen to the Bible reading, fifteen minutes, and then you're done. And like, and I just listen to it in the mornings, um, and it's my little Bible reading yeah. for before work, before we awesome. do anything else. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite good. Yeah. Anything from you, Ashish? Yeah. So um, there's this book called Goliath Must Fall uh, by Pastor Luigi Giglio. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, no. but I could give you a link of it. Yes, please, it's yeah. a great book. You mm. know. Um, it talks about our fears and anxieties and our temptation mm. and how they must fall, you know, like and yeah. it's amazing. I'm still in the middle of it, but I'm really encouraged by that. Mm. Uh, and I'm encouraging, I mean, you know, I haven't even finished, but I'm encouraging people to like, man, you need, you got to read this. Yeah. This is like spiritual food for you. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll nice. give you the link for it. Cool. And one um, extra hookup from one of our listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Introvert. Nearly missed that. Yeah. She means she's got jokes here, but I love her because <laughs> she read my book. Um, so um, she sent us a lovely email yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And um, it was a nice email. And she gave us a hookup. It yeah. was Caleb Mitchell's album yeah. um, f- called 45. Yeah. yeah. And it's. Um, and it's and the theme is Michael Jordan, and it's about God's purpose for us, God equipping us to face adversities and still trying to dream. So that sounds interesting. I'll, I'll awesome. give it yeah. a check out. Yeah. But yeah, thank you, introvert. Don't you think you got jokes? But <laughs> it's okay. Cool. So okay. So um, next up, what I wanted to talk about was um, how do I put this? So there's this song um, by Sting called "Englishman in New York." Okay. Yeah. Definitely and heard it before. It's, 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 it's a great song. Um, and like when I listen to that song, I think of you, Ashish, <laughs> in the sense that, so like you're Indian. Yeah. But you, you, you like seem to live everywhere except for <laughs> India. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived in India. <laughs> and like, I know, I don't know. For for me, like if like being black, but I, I was I was raised in, in Britain, so I'm black. But I'm I feel like I'm more aware of my blackness when I'm in Ghana <laughs> than um, than I am here yeah. mm. because it's like such a different culture. Mm. Mm. And um, I know f- for you, like I'm sure, like in India, you don't feel different. Mm. But then, like I know, even just like going through, through like airports, you are you're like made aware of like how different you are yeah so i I just wanted to ask like how do you find um like do you feel like you have like an identity crisis or or, or not identity crisis but you feel like it's very apparent that you don't that you don't belong to all these different countries that you are traveling to Mm. Mm. that's a good question but also a very tough question uh yeah so the whole part of being you know 
belonging is such an important thing and I think we all long for that that you you belong to a place and mm. um when I first went to America it was tough you know like and I mean I didn't even speaking English you know it was, it was tif- difficult for me at that time um to kind of communicate properly and you know sometimes some words I would pronounce and would be made fun of and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I f- really, I would tell you like the first six months I was there, I was like, I'm going home. God, I don't know what you're doing with me here, mm-hmm. but I want to go back. But God has a purpose, you know, like I had a story, I had a testimony, I've shared that, you know, uh, and he wanted me to share that with people, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of language, culture and all of that. And he just said, you know, I, I remember just praying and struggling with this whole idea like God why am I here mm. you know people you know at where I was don't speak the way I do the, you know all that but I know one thing one word that was just coming to me is like you belong mm. you know and no matter where I've been you know maybe it's in Atlanta or Charlotte Nashville here in London I, I feel like I belong you know yes cultures and all those different but I feel like I have a different idea of what it means that we are children of God mm. um, and that yet yeah we are from different countries different way the way we speak the way we look but I think we belong to him mm. and when I know that we belong to him I can connect with people mm. and and relate with them you know and I don't even see any of that you know mm-hmm. uh that the differences yeah it's it's on the other side it's good to see the differences but it's like not in in a negative way and for focus on that saying that you're a child of god you're a child of god and i i'm so blessed to be with you guys mm-hmm. so it, it keeping that in focus it's easy for me to travel from one place to the other and saying i belong man mm-hmm. <laughs> i belong to the kingdom of god that God, you've created this earth. You've created us into your image, you know, and I need to find that image in every person that I see. Mm. And when you see that, is it difficult to move and, and, and go from place to place? It's absolutely difficult, you know? Like as Bobby was saying, like at the airport or at these other places when people look at you and straight away discriminate mm-hmm. against you mm. and say things and you're like, all right, <laughs> you know? And you're just kind of like, you know, being patient again, that comes in, you know, you're just like, all right, not letting that bother you. Mm. And like, all right, you know, you're going to move on. Mm. You're going to get something positive out of this experience and like use that for your life experience and move on and focus on the good things that are happening. I mean, like, you know, my girls, they love Bobby, Jermaine and Benjamin, you know, like there's a family connection there. Mm. Like I look at through my girls' eyes, they they don't see anything different. Mm. You know, mm. I am connected with the core congregation member. Like today, I did ch- children's church. They don't see me anything different. Mm. You know, there's no like, you know, division or anything. I mm. want to see people like that. Mm. You know, and I hope the church and the world sees people each other. You know, just through the eyes of love and kindness mm. and compassion. Mm. Uh, and. Yeah, that's, you know, it's easy for me to, when I keep that in mind, you know, it's easy for me to move from one place to the other. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, lots of thoughts coming <laughs> through my mind. But, yeah, I, I think it's like I have to drop my guard against people. Mm-hmm. If I really want to connect with people. Oh, he's from another culture or he speaks differently and I'm not going to really trust him or no. I'm just like dropping that guard and saying, all right, you're different than I am. Mm. But we're connected in a way, mm. you know. And if you keep that in, in the base at the bottom of it, true and authentic relationships will happen, mm. you know. Have you ever had to have any conversations with your children? Because um, like, so they're like part Indian 
part of so so their parents are Indian Australian, but they're American. Yeah. And and <laughs> the old man. That's and so, so like so, I was thinking more about Priya, who's like seven at the minute. So yeah. like so like she's come here. She so like she's still got her strong American accent. Yeah. But but being surrounded by people who like who've got like British accents, do yeah. like questions like that ever ever come up? Yeah. So yeah. Um. So just to give you like what, what Priya is like, so of course, you know, as you said, Indian and Australian parents grew up in America. She has an American passport, you know, and we came here when she was three and a half, almost seven now. Yeah, I mean, no, almost she's seven. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so people ask her like, you know, so I'll tell you when she was at the childcare, not at school, this teacher stopped me and asked me like, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. It's <laughs> like, so Priya's in London. She has an American accent. There's a white lady sometimes comes to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> and now you come to pick her up. Like, where are you guys from? And who is this, you know? Uh, and so I, I get to, I love saying this story, like where she comes from, you know? Mm. And um, yeah, just kind of like encouraging her to accept everyone, just to love on people you know and that just telling her that we belong to god and that we are made into his image mm. you know we might look different we might you know but we made into his image and kind of like oh, giving that message to her on a daily basis you know because mm. i mean even in her school i never forget this um when she first in, in not year when what's it called here the the class before year reception. one reception so Priya was in, I think, she, you know, she's the only Indian in the lineup waiting for school to start. And um, this mom, it happened quite a few times. He was giving out cards to invite people to her kid's birthday party. Mm. And it was, you know, quite a few times it happened. So it would skip Priya. And I was like, what is going on? You know, mm. like maybe, you know, they don't know. And and I could see Priya's face, you know, you could just like sadness, but you know, she wouldn't say anything. So I would have a conversation with Priya. It's like Priya, so you know, not like straight away going to the question, but like Priya, how do you feel? Like, so you know, you know, he had a birthday party. Like, you know, did, did you talk about it? Yeah, Dad. I don't think they want me there. Mm. You know, for a child to kind of like go through that. that. And for me, it's easy, right? Oh, man, why didn't they invite my, you know, like your parent, like mm. this, I didn't know, but I have this lion feeling in my, when it comes to my children, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, nothing will happen to my kids. Mm. So I told Sandra, like, how, how dare they? <laughs> She's a little girl, we need to have her. And, um, but kind of like you, it's easy to focus on the negative, as I said before, and it's easy to whine and complain as as wrong that it is i wanted to have her in a positive experience out of that you know and so we even at that age you would sell it to her you know sometimes people can you know be mean sometimes people uh, don't want to hang out with you mm. but don't let that ever bother you or don't that let that ever stop you from being kind and loving and generous and so you know like when when this is our year one um when she finished year one one of her report cards she did really good on her everything but one of the best comments that it was like that she's kind to people her friends mm. and especially when her friends are down and out mm. she will try to go and talk to them man mm. that blessed my heart so mm. much you know and i pray that that will continue i know her life will change and mm. she'll have to experience things on her own and mm. all of that but i'm praying those lines for her that mm nothing will ever stop her no matter what culture she goes in no matter what country that she'll be kind and generous and compassionate to people mm. you know mm. what about you PR? is there anywhere you feel like you don't belong in the world yeah, everywhere <laughs> <laughs> no, i tend to find i, I find it interesting cause i tend to find myself amongst groups of people where um i don't because uh, i guess i'll frame it like this normally we we identify with those with whom we share the most interests or um, uh, culturally we, we share identities in, in that sense. We do similar things. Uh, so I tend to find myself amongst people who culture I should fit in with, like uh, my church is mostly black, um, and yet I don't find myself um, 
feeling like I, not feeling like I belong, but feeling like I identify because I have such varying interests. And in those interests, it's like I find my, I, I just find myself always like a black sheep amongst <laughs> my groups. Um, and I just, I just find that as my identity and find that wherever I am, whatever um, I'm there to do is, is what God's called me there to do. So I just, I just take it like that. And, uh, is that why you don't like opening up to people? <laughs> I open up to people. <laughs> I have a set of people that I am accountable to, yeah. as she said. Um, and I'm open and honest with them. But that can't be everyone. Yeah, so yeah, I know you're trying to <laughs> dig in the <laughs> shot there, but it won't no, work. No I'm shots. sorry, it won't no work. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's okay to be not opening up with everyone. And that's, that's listen to your pastor. Man. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes we put that pressure on us, right? Mm. Like, oh, if I'm not opening up, if I'm, I'm, I'm bad, or you know, like all this. But you know, that's the nature that God has given you. That you know that you are like that you know mm. and it's okay to be there and it's okay to have peace in that you know yeah, yeah you be kind and again as a compassionate and all those things to other people but mm. there's certain people that you are like no i think these are the people that i share things mm. with well, that's perfectly okay with that thank you for saying that <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> okay, no, no, no need to be so happy <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy yeah uh um five minutes okay yeah. um one last question that actually one last question yeah so, how has it been being married to an Australian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, because I know, I know, it, like Indians don't really marry outside of, <laughs> out of India. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 like, how was like all of that? Yeah. So, uh, so Sandra and I we started dating in Atlanta, you know, um, and I would not tell anybody that I'm dating her. I would keep it a secret. I'm saying this now. I'm just being honest with you. You know, she would be like, Shish, why are you not telling people? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's okay. Let's just date. <laughs> you know, um, and then um, she said, Shish, you know, if you need to move on, you know, like, I just can't hide this anymore, you know. And so I called my mom and dad, you know, like in India, like, I mean, I know you're also in, in India, then there's progression in like people marry out of you know love and arrange marriages, kind of like the past. But still, like the culture inside you is mm. like you know you, you kind of talk to your parents and like share things. So I called my mom and dad and I said, "Hey, um, there's this girl, <laughs> you know, and I love her, and you know, I just wanted to see how you feel like she's Australian, she's not Indian, and all of those things." And they said. Ashish, and I love that. And I'll tell you why I love their response. He says, Ashish, if this is what God wants you to do, mm. if mm. you're happy with it, mm. if you feel like this is your, you know, like what God is calling you to this person, go for it. You know, we have our blessings with you. Mm. We, you know, uh, we care about you guys and just, you know, fall for it. And I, I, I'm so glad for this response because my parents, you know, as I said before, like, I think I've said it in the last podcast. My parents grew up in the Salvation Army orphanage. Yeah. They didn't have yeah. a family background, you know. Mm. Like, they, so it, I love that nobody taught them that. But they, like, the response that they gave me just blessed me so much. Mm. Some people thought in America that uh, I married a white girl because I was gonna get an American visa, <laughs> 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 but they didn't realize that she was an Australian in the same visa situation as I yeah, am. Right in right. fact, she had to leave in the country for a year oh, really? because of her visa situation. Oh, you know? right. See, and, and that's why people can have this. Oh, there might be something, you know, mm. like people, yeah, but they don't see like, man. Why can't there be love and why yeah. can they be like, you know, yeah. there's always that like negative thing. Yeah. I mean, it didn't bother me. It just made me laugh and it gave me a chance to tell that, that Sandra had to leave a country for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of interest, was she in the Salvation Army as well? She was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we both were. She was in the Salvation Army Training College, which is our seminary. Mm. And I was a missionary in Atlanta, That's Georgia. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we kind of like connected. I love her heart for the people, the for justice seeking, you know, like just for people were not welcomed and she was there to welcome them mm. and i was like i want i want to connect with that kind of person you know mm. Mm. yeah so yeah we, i'm i'm 
soon we're going to cel- celebrate t- 10 years of our wedding wow. anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. Again, yeah, thank you. It, it's c- coming up in October. Mm. Again, I'm not saying that, oh, all those years were great and all that. You know, there was struggles, understanding cultures, communication styles, you know, yeah. love language and all of that. I remember there was a case of a curry shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you never make a curry shepherd's pie. <laughs> and then there was uh, times of when I had to eat mint a uh, cupcake tasted like toothpaste <laughs> but then i had to pretend it was good no, just, oh man if she hears this she's gonna kill me no but you know things like that and you learn and you grow about each other you know and again no cultural dip. there's nothing that we say she's white or i'm like brown mm-hmm. and i'm like from india whatever it's just like hey two people fall in love and yeah. She's just living life, you mm. know. That never even phases. Even now, I'm like, oh, she's Australian or I'm Indian. It's just, mm. you know, and I, I love that, you know. Mm. That's mm. that's the beauty of it. Mm. Can I just say, because I think for me, one thing, this in conversation with you, um, uh, that for me it's kind of confirmed is uh, the idea of race being inferior to um an identity found in Christ, because mm. I used to my initially, and when you when you say where, where when I feel like I don't belong, when we were having or when we would have conversations about race, especially now with uh, racial tensions all yeah. the way up, yeah. you know, um, my attitude was always look before I am black, before I'm Ghanaian, I'm a Christian. And that should then be the baseline. But I think for me, what I found was, it's easy to say that and not have it tested. And I'm at a church um, where it's mostly black. Oh, at the time anyway, I was at a church where it was mostly black. Uh, And so it was never really tested. At school, I'd be around the black kids. It, It was never really... I was never really put in a position to test it. And so even though I'm saying it and I know it to be true, I haven't tested it per se. Mm. But in hearing your testimony and hearing the way you speak about it, it's like, you know, actually, that is the truth. It is the truth that if your identity is found in Christ and you're a new creature with heaven as your home, then you don't, this place is just a transitioning period. You're just on the earth for 70, 80 years and then eternity in heaven. So I really, yeah, just want to say thank you for your testimony capture on that you just put some in such good words what i said so awesome <laughs> man the other thing is like i don't you know like i know that there's ex- extreme racism even yeah. now yeah. and it's sad to in the 21st century that it is you know yeah. but i think the church has the answer to it yes yeah you know yeah. I, I believe that we as christ followers as disciples can put a sh- sh- light you know sh- shine the light on this darkness mm. and say you know god we belong to you, mm. so everyone belongs to you, mm. you know, and we just want to love and be kind to people. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, man, bring a bright light into this dark world, mm. you know. All right, well, let's round it up. <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Ashish. Um, massive you know, thanks. Thank massive thanks. on the podcast. Yeah. And it's just been, like, amazing working with you these past few years. And mm. you're actually, like, like, the most humble person oh, like I've met. That's true. And I think it's yeah. rubbed off on me when you say Peter. Yeah, it's true. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. oh man! And like, just seeing like the heart you have for people, and just how patient you can be, mm. and yeah, it's just and, and like so like we haven't had like um, a cleaner of the church for a few months now because of um, like something, some, 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 some to do. I, I think like we've like changed finance finances system, system yeah. And, and, and so it's, it's been messed up. So like every Friday, she, she's just been cleaning the whole church. <laughs> Um, the main hall, the, the toilets, everything. Um, yeah. I don't know many pastors who, who would who would do that. Mm. And um, and then <laughs> the pastors <laughs> that won't even carry their own Bibles, the <laughs> <Yeah>. pulpit. <laughs> and then like, and, and then, sh- but then, um, as she said, that it was just a chance for him to serve. Mm. And I find that like that's, that's so amazing that, that he has mm. a servant heart even in that, and he's just always looking for opportunities yeah. for how he can serve God. And I've I've just seen how people have been blessed by you, and it's just. It's like really encouraged me over the years. I just want to say oh, thank wow. you for, for all that you've done. That that blesses me. Man. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. You know, um, yeah. It it it's it's a humbling thing, man. Like you know, like you know, and I know you your time is running out. But yes. but what it says is like, um, I'm I'm humbled that this the Maker of heaven and earth 
the God that who knows stars by name mm. wants to use people like us. Mm. If that doesn't humble you, then I don't know what will. Mm. And if we ever get like this arrogant and prideful people up on that platform or in our positions, we have gone so far away from Jesus. And it's a constant reminder to me that I'm absolutely nothing, you know, and that he is everything, you know. And when it comes to service, I really mean and want to do what he has called me to do. Uh, again, you know, is it easy cleaning up every Friday? <laughs> no, because you have people knocking on the door for help and all that. But mm. I am telling you, man, like just the whole surrender to his service is so powerful. It's liberating, you know. Mm. It's It's like takes you to a whole nother level of spirituality and i really appreciate your words bobby yes. uh, so encouraged um, thank you thank you again for coming on cool okay um shout out to rude for the intro and outro music yep. calvin turner for the ordinary amazing logo you can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the blacksmith's furnace no apostrophe on all good podcasts and websites, including iTunes, the Blacksmith's Furnace, with an apostrophe, Twitter at the Furnace UK, email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Everything? Yeah. Yeah, yep, that's everything. Um, Pastor Sheets, are you on social media at all? Is there? I am. Uh, so I'm on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Nice. I haven't still gotten around Snapchat and all of that, man. <laughs> like, I can't. Uh, Instagram, I tried. <laughs> I just left that alone. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Facebook, Ashish Pawar, and in again, same name on Twitter. I'll get those details from you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I think that's everything. That is everything. Then this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Yeah.